What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. TWBLC coming at you on a Tuesday night. Short week for you kid over here. A little four-day weekend coming up for old President's Day. I think I got that holiday correctly, and Drew may tell us later. Uh, Drew coming from Essex Max, Mass, as always. He's got the relaxed sign in the background, the good vibes over in the apartment. How's it going? Home of the clam, that is. Yeah, that's the, the clams. clams. If you open a clam and it smells funky, don't eat it. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. It's been a while. I know we got a lot going on, a lot to cover. Yeah. But I'm glad to be back. Kick off the week. We're getting there. Um, I'll just jump right in. Without further ado, we got a couple yes. things on the slate. I'll be honest with you, a rather uneventful national day list that we have. So February 16th, tomorrow, Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. the day before Lent, uh, the day before Ash Wednesday. Today? Ash Wednesday is tomorrow. No, Fat, Fat Tuesday. Today? Or is that next week? Wait. Because today Fat is Tuesday. Fat Tuesday is today. Fat Tuesday is today. Gotcha. Ash Wednesday is tomorrow. I believe Lent begins March 1st. So the stretch from Fat Tuesday to Lent is like in preparation to just gorge yourself before you give something up, you know, just kind of go crazy. So today, tomorrow, the next day, go crazy till March. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Are you giving anything up? I, I will be hopefully giving up some of the LBs that I have gained before I travel down south. Gotcha. I would rather not look like a milk bag when I come to visit. We'll get into that, I'm sure. But that's my goal, is to okay. look relatively healthy in the sun. <laughs> we'll see. No guarantees. Uh, speaking of dieting and healthy foods, uh, it's also National Pancake Day. National Do a Grouch a Favor Day. So for all those a-holes out there, yeah. extend a helping hand. They're hurting inside. They need somebody. In the National Almond Day, I there's a really good chance I've never I've never consumed an almond. Wow. I don't really have the desire to either. Oh, they're good. Um, really? I love them. I, I get the granola bars with almonds in them now. They're they're good for you, and they don't taste really like anything. To be honest, a little salted uh, almond is great. I'm more of like a peanut guy, like a honey roasted peanut. Have you had almond you know? milk? Probably. I'm going to tell you, the almond tastes exactly like the milk, I would say. Yeah. Like with a mix, it tastes like milk and it tastes like almonds, but like the flavor that you get is what an almond tastes like. Okay. There's an underlying almond twang to it. Yes. And and they don't expire practically. I mean, you can keep those things in your fridge for a couple of months, which is the best. I got the lactate milk in there. It has lactose free. That stuff could sit in there for seven months. It's going to be fine. No bring chunks. It down, bring it down to the nuclear shelf. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's 100%. Um, Feb 17th, the, the day after Thursday, National Random Acts of Kindness Day. So if you're in a drive-through, yep. maybe spot the person behind you, hold the door open, things, just little things like that. You know, don't be, a, like I said, don't be an a-hole. Yeah. Be a good guy. Uh, and then National Cabbage Day, another thing that I 
don't believe I've ever eaten or had mm, the desire nope. to. Cabbage just does not seem very, uh, don't even really know the word, but have no desire to even, to even try it. So Trish, that's all I got. Trish and Uncle Cheese make a, a good cabbage roll. A cabbage roll. I don't need them, but uh, doesn't cabbage I've had one and it's roll? okay. Doesn't cabbage come in a roll already? Isn't it like a... Like a flower? Like a, a, le- a head of lettuce type of deal? I would That's imagine. what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's sort of... I don't... What they, is a cabbage roll? They roll up the, like some meats or something in there, like ground beef. I don't know what they put in there. And then roll it up in cabbage, and then that, that's your cabbage roll. You've had it before. Yeah, I've tasted one. Not my... Like, nothing You've tasted crazy. one? Never again. <laughs> no, I, they're just not my thing. Everybody else enjoys them, so I don't. I'll, I'll eat the ice cream cake while they eat that. Hundred percent. I'm on board with you. I like that. Yeah, pretty dry list this week. Um, you got anything else to highlight for holidays? No, no, just I just in not. general. All right. Uh, Thursday is my Friday this week, so That's I'm looking huge. for. I'm I'm on Wednesday practically right now, so I'm halfway through. Just That's a couple huge. more days, and Thursday we got a lot of training that day, so. It's kind of going to fly by, not a lot of work going on, which is nice. Very nice. Yep. Well, let's get into our loves and hates. I'm actually going to have to kind of go on a riff here because I was so consumed by frauds spanning the entire like last two weeks that I actually didn't come up with any loves. So we'll start with you on the loves. I get a couple. My first one is um, Best Buy. I have to shout out Best Buy. So I upgraded my phone, my device last weekend. That could be a hate of mine, like that we the, don't the get process. the good. We don't get the good upgrades. And remember when they used to give you a new phone for being like a customer for three years? Yeah, like you get like it was a. It was it the newest was thing. A reward. It was like a rewarding yeah. experience having an upgrade. I, you know what I mean? I don't mean upgrade, but I just bought a new phone. Now you just still got to pay a thousand dollars for a new phone. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I get that, but Best Buy, so Apple, like the struggling inventory right now, Kurt, a lot going on with Apple. They don't have a ton of product in stores based on the research I did. Okay. So went over to Best Buy, great customer service experience, got a very good deal on a new phone, absolutely no complaints. So I have to shout them out. A great experience all around last weekend, super smooth. Um, so that's number one. Yep. Number two, I don't know if this is relatable or not. Could be weird. Could come off weird icicle season i love when the, I, I love kicking icicles breaking them hitting them it's just a very like um like a fidgety type of thing that like is like um the it's word like your, pleasurable your is, yeah the word pleasurable is not the word i want to use okay but i like to do it like it's, when they're on my car i just give them a nice guilty pleasure is what you're looking yeah for. it's just a cool thing that i don't know why i like to do it but icicles are cool I like breaking them. That's okay. a very odd thing. No, but... I, I think most people, I think the majority of folks out there would agree yeah. with you that if you see one just sitting there, you're not going to, you're going to break it. Yeah. hundred percent. That's going to have to be a poll. We'll have to throw that one out there yeah. because I'm, I'm thinking the split's got to be 75, 25 on yes. No. I would, I would say it's in that ballpark. Yeah. Okay. Any more loves from you? Those are my two big ones to highlight. No more loves from me. Okay. I'm going to go with my love this week being the 16th and 17th hole 
at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. You probably saw clips of it all weekend on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Yep. Uh, the 16th hole is the par three stadium hole where they wrap the stands around the you know 160 yard par three. Yep. There were two aces for the first time since 1997, I believe, on that hole in the same tournament. Uh, the first one came from Sam Ryder on Saturday when the attendance at the event is like over 100,000 attend on Saturday every single year, which is just crazy to have that amount of people on a golf course. Uh, there's probably, I don't know, 20 to 30,000 in those stands wrapping around that one single hole. And the, the scenes that came out of it from Sam Ryder's ace on Saturday were absolutely incredible. Uh, drinks and beers flying everywhere all across the green. You know, nobody got hit as far as players and caddies that I know, which is incredible. Uh, a very respectful amount of tosses onto the green, just in like an area of nobody. And then the waste management crew being waste management, clean that thing up in a jiffy in five minutes and let's get the tournament rocking and rolling again. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was awesome the 17th hole is a drivable par four and i think it's one of the best holes on the pga tour uh real risk reward if you go left at all you're in the water you're looking at par at best but most likely a bogey and you can lay up and make birdie you can drive it on the green and make eagle like we saw a couple times this week and then shout out to carlos ortiz on sunday another hole in one in a much harder hole location and the place went berserk again. That's my only love of the week this week. And it's great every year. It's one of my favorite tournaments to watch on TV. That and Pebble Beach and Riviera next week. The West Coast Swing is incredible. As an average Joe viewer, I would say that it's it's still unlike anything you ever see. Like if you're just scrolling yeah. or see a highlight, you're like, what the F word is going on? Because it's so, for golf, it's unforeseen, right? It's so like, unlike anything you would ever expect to see, even remotely close to happen. Yeah, which and, is, I think, amazing. And they've leaned into it, you know, over the past, I'd say, five years at the Phoenix Open, being like, we're just gonna let it get absolutely Free rowdy and crazy. You know, we don't care if they're yelling in people's swings, like, just let them go. <laughs> which is, I think is awesome. It's one event a year, like, yeah, one event let a it, year. Just, we'll let, it just let it happen. Exactly. See what happens. Hates, over to you. I had, I think I had two. Number one, similar winter theme, which you don't have to deal with, but salt in general, like tracking salt inside, mm. getting all over your shoes, all over your car. It's disgusting. It's everywhere. It sucks. Obviously, I love the idea of not slipping and cracking my hip on ice. Yeah. But the, it just sticks to everything, your car, your shoes. It's awful. I can't wait till it's all gone. I'm, I'm done with snow, by the way. We've had enough. I'm ready for the sun. I'm ready for 60 degrees. That's besides the point. My second one is probably pretty relatable for some people, not for you. Um, it's having to decide when you either have to just give up or shave and shave your beard or push through and keep the uncomfortableness of it and just like get through the plateau. I I'm at a point now where like, this is usually my max of like, okay, you know, it's getting to be a little, look a little bit homely. Do I just shave it and start over or do I push through and see what happens for now, for today, as of, as of tonight, we're going to push through and see what happens. Um, but you gotta be patient with me. We're, it's, it's a trust the process type of thing, like Philadelphia. 
but yeah, I know there's some people out there who, who relate. You got to, I'm just going to let it happen this time around. That's one of my hates of the week is that dilemma, which I, which I deal with a lot going back and forth. Okay. I don't really have a crazy hate this week. I'm trying to look around kind of baseboards, cleaning baseboards, never done it in my life. Uh, didn't really hear about cleaning baseboards till my first move out of my apartment when Stone's wife, Jordan, told me I had to clean the baseboards because they were gross. Uh, they can get grimy, dusty. Yeah. They... I mean, I still have never cleaned the baseboards other than running a little Swiffer right across the top of it. That's all you need to do, buddy. But That's like, all you got to do. The shit that like it just gets attracted to it. I noticed because I did yeah. a little Swiffer in today because uh, yeah. my apartment was a little messy. And I wanted to, you got to keep the cockroaches out. So you got to keep it clean every couple of weeks, you know, cleaning oh, that, cleaning that lime scented. Uh, Is that a thing? They can oh, get yeah. in. I, I and they're just prevalent in like Florida in general. So if you're not, if you don't have a clean space, you're going to get one eventually. Like my old apartment which was like down the hall in a different building of this complex got them more often i haven't actually got one in here i'm hoping it's because i've kept it a little cleaner yeah if i'm laying there on the on the ground in an air mattress and i wake up to one call on my face i'm gonna have a freaking in here no i mean i i keep it real clean now and i think the lime scented is it like no the lemon scented little like swiffer yeah. wet wipes yeah is they don't like it they don't like the lemon yeah there you go so, all right I, and that honorable, mention, honorable mention i'm gonna go when you forget something in your gym bag because that's okay. happened to me a bunch and Forgetting when it comes to like is a, is a kick in the balls or stuff like that yeah like yeah. you're going to the gym and it's something you need or for like for instance for me if we forget a uniform item that's like a you know that's an hour trip if I have to go back home to grab something or I got to buy something at the store if they have it. Yeah, that's brutal. So trying to be a little more diligent on the bag. I've been good, good as of late, but just looking at the gym <laughs> bag that brought up some, some nightmare scenarios. Some hash memories. Yeah, exactly. That'll wrap up, I think there, and we'll get into our kind of hot topics here as yep. far as I'll, I'll be talking a ton of golf, some tennis as well. Okay. Uh, stonks we're on a little little roll again early this week we got hammered friday last week uh let's just keep the positive days going and that's all i'll say about it i did buy disney this week or okay. past, this past week they seem that's low they seem incredibly low and they just came out with unbelievable earnings uh from streaming and honestly i feel like i hear more people have disney plus now then like yeah. nobody has Hulu. No, I mean, all those are kind of, I feel like they sort of all come and go, but Disney plus, I feel like is getting more and more yeah. uh, prevalent as they get obviously hotter. And I think they control content. ESPN plus as well. I think I Disney right. corporation does. So I think it's like, a, that's a package deal. And like with a lot of the NHL stuff being on ESPN plus, I think you'll see more of Disney plus as yeah. well. Um, I like that. I think you said it, I mean, there's really not much else to say about stonks. Looking good. Haven't bought anything in a while. I'm just kind of holding steady, letting, you know, trying to weather the storm, stem the tide per se, as Dan Roberti would say. Rest in peace. Yes. Um, that's it on stonks. It's, it, it's like no news is good news right now for the most part. We don't want to money, we don't want to rock, yeah. the, rock the boat too much. So we're just kind of riding this out, 
trying to scratch and claw back. Yeah, we could go without a, a Russia-Ukraine war probably just for in terms of the market. I don't think the market will like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> that Okay, yeah. I mean, I would agree. Frauds. Let's get into it. My first one, this one, I'm going to go kind of in sequential order for when I sent them to you on Twitter since okay. that's our new tracking mechanism. I Take feel it like. away. Yeah. Uh, it's Nick Kyrgios, of course, you know, noted absolute D-bag. idiot. D-bag, better yeah. word. D-bag on the ATP tour. His statements from a press conference i want to be remembered as an icon someone who just went out there and did it their own way it took a long time to look myself in the mirror and think i don't really care if i win a grand slam right all that's fine right of course the last sentence of it i don't want to be like roger federer and it's like why do you have to add that because you do want to be like roger federer because you come you like lose your mind when you don't win a match you lose your mind when you don't win a point and yeah. obviously if you didn't care you don't want to be like roger federer why are you even playing you have enough money you have plenty of yeah, money exactly. exactly just stop playing the tour at that point yeah and i'm a Nadal fan but like federer's world class always has been doesn't talk bad about any other player on tour everybody loves him and it's just Nick Kyrgios to a T, like coming out and saying something absolutely buffoonish, making a fool of himself and trying to like grab headlines for a guy who I don't think has made it to a Grand Slam semifinal in his life. Maybe, maybe he made a final I, that not that I can remember, at least, or didn't keep it competitive. That's for sure. So Number one, not number one fraud of the week, one of the frauds of the week. Yes. I'm going to go right into my next one because this do. was this fell on like the same day, I feel like. Yep. Brooks, Brooks Kepka might be his like fifth time as a fraud of the week, I think, Yeah. on this podcast. I think he just surpassed me for th- at least three-time, three-time fraud at the very least. Yes. Himself on falling to number 20 in the official world golf rankings. I mean, that's embarrassing to be 20th, I feel like. A lot of it has to do with injury, man. I've been hurt on the sidelines, not playing, playing through injury. You can't compete with guys out here. And, like, embarrassing to be 20th in the world, in the world of golf? Like, that seems a little harsh. But then that's like, okay, that's Brooks being Brooks, kind of a a D-bag statement to say – when other guys are out there trying to like grind for, you know, 125th in the world so they can make money on the PGA tour. Needless to say his next like line of questions statements came out of it were, let me think, what was it? Oh, why do you like that? Or why do you think you play so well at the Phoenix open? And it was something along the lines of, well, you know, it finally feels like a real sport because of the, the atmosphere or whatever. And that's, this is along the lines of his like whole mantra. I, I think for the past, you know, four or five years being like, well, I'm an athlete. I'm not a golfer. Like I just do golf. Cause I'm good at it. I don't, I don't want to, you know, compare myself to these other guys who are playing here. And it's just like, you're a professional golfer that I don't know why he's 
like throwing a dig at every other competitor that he plays against when there's guys out there who are definitely more athletic than him. Yeah. The thing that I thought you were going to bring up. For instance, his good friend, Dustin Johnson. Yeah. The thing that I thought you were going to bring up that you just kind of skated over, I think, because it's obvious, but like the injury comment too, like he's like, oh, it's so hard when you're hurt. It's like, you don't even have to say that. Like, why are you even saying that? Like that's, you could just not say, you could just completely rescind that comment and you, it's just unnecessary. Hey, I'm but, 20th yeah, in the world. I'm it. trying to get back to, you know, top five in the world where just I think I belong. Yeah. That's a little it. 10 second. That's it. That's you what say. happened to people? Like, I feel like people are like going out of their minds being like, well, I got to be, you know, my own self. And I'm just telling you my honest, like the honest to God truth and what I'm thinking it's like, or you could polish yourself up just a little, show a little self-restraint and respect for like everybody else on tour and give the, just the, you know, vague, boring answer. Yeah. But instead he wants to be viewed as like, oh, you know, Dif- I'm, as like different, yeah, a different breed, you know, he's an athlete. Exactly. Does it now just to stay on this topic, does that surprise you at all though? Cause like, no, as someone who's like, you know, very gently following this all. No, he's a, he's a fraud because (laughs) it just seems like his MO. He thinks he's not playing professional golf practically. Like it seems like he's, he's one of those guys who just says, Oh, like he, like he's trying to act like he just stumbled. He's acting like he hasn't made his entire career and living off of professional golf. Like he just does it because it's fun and he enjoys it and he's good at it, but he could, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Like you said, he's belittling, the people who are scratching and clawing to get in the top 100 or 150 or whatever. It's like, come on, dude. You don't, you just don't have to say that. Yep. Do you have any uh, before? I, I mean, I got a whole list here that. No, I, I see that you're, you're gearing up here for the, for the main event. So you can just keep, keep them coming. Okay. Like a domino. Well, I think the, the next one would have been Rogers as well. Repeat offender on the podcast. Yeah. You no, know, they announced him at the waste management drew as three-time oh, yeah. NFL MVP. And he put up four before the announcement was like out or whatever. Why? Mm-hmm. Also, you are like one of the most contested MVP winners I've ever seen in like the past, I don't know, 10 years of the NFL of people yeah. being like, well, it probably is Brady over him for quarterbacks. And then you could make an argument for, you know, whether it was Cooper Cup, whether it was Jonathan Taylor, because yeah. people forgot about that, like since the regular season ended, but that his season was insane. Insane, especially the last two months he was. And if you're looking at like who was the best at the position, it's just insane, right? To look at it and say, yeah. well, that that doesn't make much sense. And he's out there at the Waste Management Phoenix Open acting like he's the cat's meow. You know, holding up his four fingers, <laughs> like, cats, like no. I'm better than all of you. Oh, imagine! He, hey, I can't stand him. What was the score of that game against San Fran? How many points did he put up? Ten. Thirteen. So he, ten. So, so he put up. Home. He put up a single touchdown for his offense, and he has the nerve. Two weeks later, to be trotting around like that, putting his fingers up, like people don't forget. I get that it's a regular season award. But don't act like people forget that you just put up a single touchdown in a home playoff game where you were heavily favored as the the best team in the league for most of the year. 
Yeah. I mean, 13 and three. It was, they were by far and away the best team so, in the league and number one seed going into it. And they lost another home game. Also, on the fraudulent part, this may be even more Drew. I think he's coming back to Green Bay after, you know, scorching him for the whole year. He can't. He can't do it. If he does, if he comes back after all of that, and they look, I they, get no, that. Drew, they're saying they're giving him a max contract again. I just it's one of those things where like it's a double-edged sword, especially I would almost make the Green Bay front office fraudulent because after everything that you went through this year, yes, you, you had it together. You had one, like we talked about it every week in the in the, for the NFL season, that their defense was one of the best that we've seen in this Rogers Devonte Adams era and that they yep. really had a chance. And then he shits the bet on him. Rogers does lets his whole team. Yeah, yeah. So how can you, and he missed a game, which was one of the biggest games of the year because of COVID. So it's just yeah. one of those things where how do you, and they're saying, oh, we're going to throw $200 million at him, like the Saints did with Breeze. I'm like, yeah. when are you going to learn? What's better than Matt Stafford has the same amount of Super Bowls and spent 12 years with the Detroit Lions? That, that's an unbelievable it's stat. One of the best tweets of all time I saw after the Super Bowl is these yeah. guys have the same amount of Super Bowls. This guy's been playing for the number one team in the NFC for the past 12 years, and this guy's been playing for the Detroit Lions. Dude, it's – I feel like all of those weird, wonky stats that come up just make Rodgers' career look worse and worse. Like, he, he's, he's yeah. a special talent, but he's just a, he's just a weird dude. And he doesn't help himself out, like you said. Ever. No, and I, I want to read you some of these stats, and I'll throw it up possibly in the video if possible. But pass attempts – and this is – I'm going to read Brady's difference here between him and Rodgers. Plus 188, so a much bigger serving size, some would say, since Rodgers missed games due to COVID. Yeah. Uh, completions, Brady, plus 119. Passing yards, plus 1,200, Brady. Passing yards per game, plus 56. Now, that's a big one because that's going not off the total amount because people will say, well, he missed games. Yeah. That's, you know, 56 more yards a game for passing yards. Total TDs, Brady plus five. What did he miss? Didn't Rodgers miss two games? That's two games worth. Like that's equal practically. So you can't yes. really argue that. Uh, pass slash rushing yards, first downs, Brady plus 60. I don't really know what that one is. Pass rush, first downs. Oh, so total first downs plus 60 yeah. for Brady. Total EPA plus 14.1 for Brady. Uh, there's different EPAs from like each of the networks for some reason, all plus 14 to twenties um, points above average plus 7.3 for Brady. Do you know what D Y A R is? I don't don't um, either. All right. We'll skip it, but it's plus but, 381. Yeah. TD drives led plus 11 Brady <laughs> offensive points per game and starts. So once again, this is going off per game plus 1.7. Yep. PFF overall grade plus two for Brady. PFF passing grade plus 3.1 for Brady. PFF's big time throws plus six for Brady. Uh, PFF's turnover worthy play percentage plus 0.1%. I don't know what that is. PFF wins above replacement plus 1.57 for Brady. Passer rating, here's where he gets into losing the stats. Yeah. Passer rating minus 9.8. TD to int ratio 
minus 5.67. So that was yep. 43 to 12 and 37 to 4. Yeah. QBR minus 0.3. DVOA, I don't know what that is. Net yards per pass attempt minus 0 0.02. PFF's big time throw percentage minus 0.8. There's two other ones that are in the decimals that I have no idea what kind of stats they are. Seems like me going through them though, like the big stats you think of when you think of an MVP. Yeah. And the only ones Rogers has in this is like what the efficiency the, is what the I'm efficiency, thinking. which is like the why is that the hot term for a QB play these yeah. days? So the way that I look at and I had this exact conversation with Josh and Wyatt, and I think Wyatt, me and Wyatt like to, you know how we like to you know troll Josh sometimes. Yeah. So we pulled up the stats and we were looking, just actually comparing what you said. And it's been a while since I reviewed it. It was right after the regular season ended, but um, going off of what you just said, it's like, you know, two to three efficiency metrics that lean Rogers way. And then yeah. the rest is like just actual like performance statistics yep. that lean Brady's way. And I really don't know. I don't have a good reason why, how the, like there's, like you said, there's got to be a way that like people are saying, oh, the buzzword efficiency, like yeah, how these are weighed and how people are voting. But I agree with you there. Because if you're going off the efficiency, aren't you looking realistically at like the wins above replacement? I, I would think so. But again, like. And then you look at the, I looked at the team like rushing and all that ratings wise. And, you know, Rogers had, a, I think a better, what was it? I think it was a better rushing D or a rushing offense. I'm not sure, but I looked at it and I was like, I think that makes a good case for Brady too. Is like he had kind of the worst overall offense to to deal with versus Rodgers. I don't know. It it baffles me. I don't think either of them should have yeah. won. I think it should have went to Jonathan Taylor or you know Cooper Cup. Also, yeah. why don't we factor in the playoffs to this? I know they don't want to factor in the playoffs. But it's we give it out because... the week before the Super Bowl. What the hell are we doing? If somebody had a good year, enough to be in the conversation, and yeah. then they continue it on in the playoffs, what the hell are we doing? So here's my thought. A guy like, say it's between, I'm trying to give you two guys. Jonathan like, uh, Taylor, who didn't Jonathan make the Taylor and Joe Mixon or something. Like, Essentially, like Jonathan Taylor had a better season than Joe Mixon. Yeah. But you'd almost give Joe Mixon the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, you got four more games to pad the stats and, and which I and think is fine case. to factor it all in. Like, but yeah. nobody's comparing Joe Mixon to Jonathan Taylor's but season. It, you know it's what just I mean? a compare just hypothetical comparison with two two different teams. Why not take Brady and Rogers, right? Because if we're saying they're so close on the regular season stuff, why not give them, you know, hey, that guy's got three games versus that guy's two. Let's look at the stats and you'll see that, you know, Rogers threw for a hundred something yards in his loss. And the other guy threw for, threw for a couple of touchdowns and over three. One thing that I think you, you'll like, I think you might've heard this before, but uh, at, right after that loss, people were pulling up the receipts from when San Fran beat the hell out of them in San Fran in 2019 yeah. when most are, Raheem most ran for like 250 yards. It was the year they played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And afterwards, Rodgers is on the uh, 
in the presser and he goes, yeah, just not our day. Uh, it's tough coming to San Fran, but like one day we'll get a home playoff yes. game and you know, it, it's tough to play in green Bay and it'll be this, it'll be a different story. And it's like, same story. You, ha- you had a perfect <laughs> chance, a team traveling from the West coast in to a like snow game below freezing in Lambeau yeah. and you couldn't do shit with it. Yep. So just a tough, tough look. I hope we'll all have branched out to Rick here. And if Rogers goes to another team, that he will start to fuel hatred towards him like we do. Yeah. Do you have any frauds? I'm going to keep going down the list. I I don't have any frauds. Keep going. I'll give you the floor. Keep the mic. Uh, This one goes out to a a try fraud. This is Charlie Hoffman, Phil Mickelson, and Bryson DeChambeau. Now, before you start, I don't want you to – I want people to realize what you just did. You just tried to sneak – your boy's name in there sandwich it right between no, two no, no, other no. guys hey and you don't want Drew, anybody to no, know let me get to it i think that's I what will, you did let me get to it all right <laughs> so charlie hoffman i think it's friday of the waste management hits one in the water gets a drop the drops on a very steep slope not a lot of grass there drops twice so then what you do is you place the ball down he places it down on a tuft of grass goes to grab a club out of the bag or whatever the ball's in play now because it was placed by him and the rules official said your ball's in play type of deal well when he looks back or goes back to the ball ball rolls into the water (laughs) now with the pga tour rules currently that is another one stroke penalty and you have to redrop which is hilarious now is it you know does it feel right that that happened absolutely not like could he have dropped it in a different place maybe to have, you know, not such a risky place to put the ball. He was trying to pro- probably trying to get a good lie as well. All this to say, he then went off on an absolute tirade on Instagram later that day, trying to just blow smoke over or a smoke screen over at the PGA tour. He says, what a joke at USGA at PGA Tour. Today on the 13th hole, I hit my drive in the water and took a drop on the side of a hill that no grass. I'm reading this verbatim. Drop twice, then place on a small tuff of grass. Turn around, the ball started rolling in the water. I was under the impression that at the USGA had changed that rule. I was wrong. Had to take another penalty for doing nothing wrong at all. Did everything by the book. It's still mind-blowing that a group of amateurs ruled the professional game of golf. I also blame the PGA Tour rules officials for putting out a terrible penalty area line where this could have even happened. No accountability at any level here. No protection for the players at all. You wonder why guys are wanting to jump ship and go play on another tour. Players need transparency, protection, and consistency. We don't have that under the current governing bodies. He tags at Golf Channel, at Golf Digest, at DP World Tour, at Saudi International Golf, at Barstool Sports, at Riggs Barstool, at ESPN, at Fox Sports, at CBS Sports, at NBC Sports. Then he goes on to say, sorry, Jay. Jay Monahan is the PGA Tour commissioner. Sorry, Jay. We need to do better at all levels of the PGA Tour, including myself who represent the players on the board of the tour. If we don't, we won't have a tour any longer. Hopefully there will be a change soon. <laughs> so digest all that. And you not even knowing what I'm actually going to get into on this drew what is your thoughts on that soliloquy that charlie just put out friday night after a rough day on the course tough luck to 
come out with something like that because it's obvious that most people are going to latch onto it and say, what are you doing? Like, this is not the time after you just shit the bed on the course to start blabbering your gums. And the fact that he's tagging like Barstool and your boy Riggs and all these people, you know, he's just trying to get people talking about it and get a rise out of it. He tagged, and this is what I'm going to get into at Saudi International Golf, which is the alternate league that people are possibly going to right now. There's now, now tell me this before you get into it. Yes. There's no, there's no reasonable practical PGA tour professional who is weighing pros and cons on a piece of notebook paper and choosing to, to play in that over the PGA tour. Correct. There is, there's 17 players supposedly right now who are on the list to go over to the Saudi golf league, which is basically going to be why more of a team event because they're going to get paid millions more than they would on the PGA tour. That's I did not know that. So there, there were talks Bryson was signing or got offered, you know, like a $105 million contract or something like that for how long. I don't know what that is, but that's, that's guaranteed money. And the issue with all of this, not only Charlie Hoffman hitting in the water and blaming everybody else on earth for him hitting in the water and taking a bad drop while also being on the policy board of the PGA tour for the players and not knowing that that rule wasn't changed from two years ago and him having like direct effect that he could have changed it is absolutely absurd and no accountability on Charlie Hoffman himself, but people of Twitter and Instagram now absolutely poured on Charlie Hoffman Friday night into Saturday morning. And the best part is he made the cut. He shot 79, 75 on the weekend, which is so bad came in dead last uh, for players who made the cut, but they, they pulled receipts of him, you know, saying the USGA did, you know, a blah, blah, blah job at this course. This would never happen if it was PGA tour who was in charge of this. They always do a great job week in and week out. <laughs> and then there's other stuff. That's unreal. There's other stuff going like, Charlie, there's other tour players actually saying, just don't hit it in the water underneath in the comments. Where Bryson yeah. and Phil come into this is they're like the two heads of everybody go to the Saudi Golf League. Uh, so, so that's what I was going to say. Before you get into them, yes, I don't know who Charlie Hoffman is. Like, is he... Give me like a ranking. Oh, okay. No, Drew, that's perfect because you shouldn't. You should like, not who know. Is he, like, who, like, as a guy who doesn't know who he is, who is he to say? He's been if, on the tour for the average, a long time. He's made the 32 average million. Joe, if the in, average Joe doesn't recognize him as a household name, who is he to say and speak for everybody and start calling people out like this after shit in the bed? It just doesn't make sense. He's been on tour for 20 years and apparently feels entitled to it, even though he has won a handful of events, never a major, usually as a, you know, make the cut type of guy. That's a whole nother argument. Bryson and Phil comment on it. Bryson says something to the effect. Well, Phil says, I feel you. That's it underneath it. And then what was your initial reaction to that? Like, please, no, God, no. I've been... Yeah, I've been saying that to myself with all the comments that he's had leading up to this, which has been like the past two weeks where it's really gotten absolutely not ridiculous. like not my boy, not my boy. He's done. So that's what I, I 
had to disclose <laughs> on the pod today, Drew, I'm out. I'm out on Phil Mickelson. It's been a great, you know, I don't know, 20 years of fandom. Since you have been able to literally understand what the game is and watch yes. it and root for somebody. Unbelievable highs. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable lows. This is, a, this is serious right now. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on Phil. If you go to the Saudi Golf League, I'm out on you in total because they have so greg norman uh previous you know famous hall of fame pga tour golfer australian the shark they call him i don't know if you've heard of him being a non-golf fan uh won a ton of majors never won the masters as an australian adam scott was the first to do that but he's kind of like the commissioner i guess of this league the big problem comes in is that it is funded through a lot of the Saudi Arabian government. So with the Saudi Arabian government comes, you know, issues such as the, and I'm going to butcher the guy's name. So I'm just going to say the journalist who was murdered by the Saudi Arabian government. Allegedly, I guess I'll throw in, but I think it's like journalistically stated by every single (laughs) news corp in the in the world stuff like that gets tied to the funding that's going into this new league and what people are saying is basically the saudi arabian government is trying to you know put a a sport like golf out there to say hey look we care about human rights and stuff like that whereas no they're just in it for a money grab just like the players are such as phil and bryson and bryson on that comment said i wholeheartedly agree uh, with what Charlie Hoffman was saying, which is absolutely insane in and of itself. But they're supposedly heads of, you know, two of the four teams that are in this this premier golf league, whatever you want to call it. They're going to like draft players. You'll have like four guys on a team with these corporate sponsors who, you know, fund it or run the teams. Kind of like F1 where it's like Red Bull, there'll be like a Red Bull team and a whatever team. So I hate the idea in and of itself. And then you tie in, these guys are getting paid exorbitant amount of money to just absolutely abandon a place they've played for and made exorbitant amount of money at already. And then on the way out, they're like trashing the entire PGA tour saying, you know, they're greedy. That's why we're leaving. It's like, no, you got a, a hundred plus million dollar contract. That's why you're leaving. Why don't you own up to it and, and stop being, you know, you're just using all of these tiny little issues as a facade to try to, Oh, it's, you a, sneak it's, out a, the door. it's a smoke screen. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're yeah. popping smoke and they're running away to Saudi Arabia. And that's, that's a tough look. For, it's a tough look. What are the any, chances? And here's, here's the thing is it's not okay. just like Bryson and Phil, they're t- like DJ is one of the number one guys that they're like, yep, they got him too. Uh, there's going to be other, you know, top 20 players in the world that probably go to this as well. I'm latching on to Colin Morikawa came out with great, a great press conference today saying like, why would I ever leave the PGA tour for that? Like who cares about the money? I came to win, you know, the yeah. masters, the U S open, like play for history type of deal. Jordan Spieth, I don't think if they got Jordan Spieth, that would be truly heartbreaking. I don't think there's any chance they get Jordan Spieth. He to doesn't go there. seem like that type of guy to me. No, 
Rory McIlroy already stated he's not going. Tiger already stated he's not going. Brooks already stated he, he's not going. And for Shocker. all for all that I hate he Brooks, bagged. you know, he has been solid on this issue in terms of my thinking. <laughs> Good. I, I wouldn't have expected that from him personally because he seems like a sellout uh, all about the money and fame. Type yeah, that's, that's true. Um, so that's an interesting one to me. Very interesting. It'll be interesting to see the list that comes out. That's also the issue issue is they're supposed to have an event in june for this league and they currently have zero people on like the roster so that's what i was going to say like timing wise and i guess practicality wise or like realistically give me a percent chance that this league collapses this league no that this league starts just poaching people left and right for this first tourney like is this is this actively going to Hundred percent happen. Supposedly, or is this all talk right now. The tour players and there's there's a tour player on some podcast that said there's currently seventeen guys that are gonna announce that they're under contract. Once they're under contract, the PGA Tour is most likely gonna ban them from playing any PGA Tour events, which includes majors. Yep. So that, that sucks. If, again, average Joe opinion here. First thing I think of is, doesn't that tarnish a lot of these bigger events? down the line when you don't have the top guns there competing i Doesn't think so act, but that's it, only if the if the league is a success which at this stage i don't think it's yeah. gonna be like that's true. i don't think that if you're only getting say 17 of the guys like and i don't think they're getting 17 of the you know the best out there because i don't see john rom going to do this number one player in the world Morikawa's not I don't see Victor Hovland going, young guy on the PGA Tour, European Tour. Like, there's a lot of guys in the top 10 I do not see going. And at that point, Phil Phil's washed up. He's probably was never going to win another PGA Tour event, yeah, let alone true. a major anymore. Uh, so kind of twilight of his career, like going to play that would make sense if he wasn't such an a-hole on the way out with his comments. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, do you want to watch – six say they it's four teams of four 16 of the same golfers week in week out yeah uh i'd i'd like when you know there's a random up on the top of the leaderboard right now it makes it a little interesting it makes yeah i think it makes you know when the big guys you know when spieth wins a tournament these guys when they're having you know player of the year type years are winning three to four times so it kind of minimizes the specialty of the win i feel like when it's going to be just 16 guys and you're like well that guy's won the last however many or exactly you know every yeah. single play in the field there's not a lot of storylines it, it goes both ways then yeah depending there's on what not a lot of storylines like there was a sponsors exempt in it this week uh i don't know his first name it was sahith thigala but thigala and he's seen like after he came in t3 and he's like crying with his family that he didn't win which i think is a little little crazy because you just won t3 at the phoenix is probably four hundred thousand dollars or something like that so that would be tough at least for me to be out there you know crying over a little crying with the fan yeah i mean i I ain't crying over that i like be angry competition sure yeah uh but yeah i don't know maybe maybe (laughs) it was more of the, the crying for like it was a big break type of deal hopefully yeah that's true hopefully but you don't get storylines like that in the other league where it's just they're all under millions of dollars of contracts 
it's uh, I don't know. You're not you're not like earning the money. I feel like either like yeah, there's gonna be a bonus if you win the league. You get however much money, but like every week they go out right now. You know, first place is getting a million bucks. You won the whole tournament, you get a million bucks. And the fact that it's like you're selling out money wise, while the money on the PGA Tour is not an issue. Phil made eight million dollars last year off of social media interactions. <clears throat> he won the, the PIP, the player impact program yeah. with social media, which is $8 million more than his on course earnings in like the past couple of years. That's wild. <clears throat> so money yeah. isn't money is not the issue there. No whatsoever. Yeah. That's, that's odd to me then that that's an odd move. That's all I got. That's all I really got to close this out. Oh, and, and the other funny part of the, Charlie Hoffman, you know, Instagram there is him talking about transparency and the need for protection from the PGA Tour. Meanwhile, if he goes over to Saudi Arabia, you're not going to get much, very much transparency if you got a problem with, you know, how the, the Saudi government is running the events. Yeah, that's how ironic of him to, to comment on that. Yeah, I don't know. He did rescind that's... it also immediately and i believe the instagram is deleted now because he put like an, a quasi apology waste management is a sponsor we call him the trash man uh for oh those who know charlie hoffman and he posted himself hanging out the side of a waste management truck saying wow it looks like i really got a mess to clean up after last night i actually i think i might have seen that somewhere that's oh my god yeah what a debacle and, and to go along with, you know, this is like the icing on the cake to get off the fill train. I think it's a pretty good, good time for this. Two years ago, this little snippet was tweeted and it goes into a thread. But Bob Harrod goes, Phil is skipping Phoenix for the first time since 1990. Phil responds, given that I turned 50 this year, there's a good chance I've played my last Phoenix Open. We'll see. Random Twitter follower. You're better than taking the money grab from a corrupt regime. Come on, Phil. This was probably a Saudi event that was going on the same year. Phil says, after turning down opportunities to go to the Middle East for many years, I'm excited to go play and see a place in the world I've never been. I understand those who are upset or disappointed. You'll be okay. I'm excited to experience this for the first time. Blue checkmark guy, Ewan Murray, I don't know who he is. You could, of course go there on your own volition and without being highly paid for the pleasure, if so keen on visiting. <laughs> Phil goes, I could, but given the opportunity I have to go and play and compete while visiting, your recommendation just seems stupid to me. Ewan Murray, it won't seem stupid to people with half an interest in human rights. Your competitive relish is rather irrelevant in such context. <laughs> oh my God. And Phil responds with, a Kevin Hart quote of you do you boo boo. Cause I'm going to do me. Like, so I just had nothing, nothing absolutely else to say. got scorched by this. Yeah. You and Murray guy. <laughs> and had and nothing had better to nothing. say, but a comedic quote. Yeah. Nothing. And that's to go off. Actually, he actually said. When more. was, what's the context of this? When this did was this in 2019. Out? So this was oh. almost three years ago when the Phoenix open was going on. I imagine there was a Saudi event that he was going to play. I say, I say that, okay. that week. All this being said, he blocked thousands of people this week that were retweeting or liking any videos 
that's amazing. That, that we're like blasting him for all this nonsense that's going on. So a, a lot of accounts were like, Big Randy from the No Laying Up podcast, probably one of the staunchest field defenders along with me for all like 20 years. Big Randy got blocked for basically like just being like, hey, probably not the way to go about it, fellas, going to Saudi Arabia. Like you could just say you're taking the money. <laughs> blocked. Oh, my God. So he, yeah. he's not he's not taking in a lot of outside thought, it sounds like, into any of these decisions showing off some bad personality traits. It's yep. a good time to get off the train. I'm on the wheels Spieth. are falling off a little bit. I'm yep. on speed. Now speed die hard. Yeah. Victor Hovland die hard. And now Morikawa is climbing the ladder real quick because yep. he just came out and just scorched everybody who was saying anything bad about PGA tour. And the I PGA like tour list. has its problems. I would like to see more golf for free rather than have to pay for the PGA tour live stream app which I think mm -hmm. is stupid, but they're not, they're not the, the Saudi golf league. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for damn sure. I think that's all I got, Drew. I know that was I think a lot. That, that was quality delivery. Um, I think you certainly got your point across and I, for one, I'm shocked to hear the news, but after hearing your reasoning, I, uh, I'm not surprised. So, yeah. What's the difference between like, 20 million and 30 million. I don't get it. When you have as much money as those guys already have. Crazy. Probably not a not a ton. Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's beyond me. It's beyond me. I don't know. Especially to 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 willingly take on this much criticism is just it's odd. And yeah. then just to keep and then just to have that unrelenting doubling down, tripling yeah, down. Yeah, like doubling, tripling down. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. It's I'll, odd. I will pass it off to you now. We haven't talked Super Bowl at all, so I'll let you get on with with a little bit of your stuff here. I don't have a ton on the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, Rams got the dub. Um, Cooper Cup was my guy all year long. Had him in fantasy. Huge fan. Naturally, he ends up being the guy that ices the game, wins MVP. One of the best overall years or seasons of a professional football player ever wins the triple crown yep super bowl winning catch super bowl mvp i mean incredible sucks for the bengals uh it's weird I, I i don't really know what to think about the bengals to be honest with you do you see them making it to not even just a super bowl an afc championship again in the next three years I never you, really bought into them. Fluke? I never bought into them even getting to the Super Bowl. I thought yeah. they kind of had an easy road there as far as matchups went. And they got a free seven. Like, they got a free seven gifted to them by the refs. And I know the refs didn't... That Jalen... You know, hey, you're talking about the Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Mask? I know they didn't call it good on Cincy's side either at the end of the game, but that is a 75-yard, like, seven-point swing. And then yeah, they immediately the yeah. in, get an interception after that. Like that changed the game. Whereas I thought yep. the Rams D started playing better. Like it could have been a not close game with all that said, I think I've undervalued Joe Burrow all year. Okay. Little Joey B. And <laughs> I guess he earned my respect through the playoffs just with being able to win and yeah. get he's, it done. He's got the grit. He's not going to be as flashy athletically as like a Mahomes or Jalen. Yeah. But 
But are they going to figure, you know how this is like, I feel like his first huge year, are they going to kind of figure him out when Lamar had those? I know Lamar hasn't won a playoff game. Lamar's more one-dimensional with the rushing. I do think Burrow's legit, but again, it's going to be one of those things similar to the Chiefs. Like, how are you going to end up paying Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Mixon, if you get an offensive line, Boyd, that defense? Like, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. They were a cool story this year. Rams were obviously the better team, deserved it. Thought they it was should. cool to see Here's Stafford the thing. get the dub. They should win that division again. But the will they? Bengals. Yes. They should. But, but will God they is the gonna... question. Like, yeah. that's going to be a it's hard always gonna be tight. division. Yeah. It's always going to come down to the last two, three weeks. Just because of how even all those teams are, it's a complete coin flip every week. Yep. It, it's certainly going to be fun to watch in the coming years. I'll tell you that. But yeah, so I don't I, have a ton. I think. Uh, I thought it was a pretty like yeah. boring was, game, to be honest. Did you feel in. in I was in, disinterested. I, I got I was going to say the same thing. I felt like when the Bengals got the ball, when Burrow got the ball back with the, with like a minute 25. I barely miles, watched. I, not me. I was watching. I was very much engaged, but it didn't have that Super Bowl feel to it. Where like this is it? This is the entire yeah. year. This is for the world championship. Yeah, I don't know why it just didn't didn't feel that way to me. And like on the last play, when Donald sacked him, I was like, or you know, uh, got the pressure and got forced to incomplete pass. I'm like, it just didn't feel like the Super Bowl to me. I yeah. don't know why. But a I, lot of people did. I was under the commentating. I know of Al Michaels and Collinsworth, uh, which I thought when I listened to him was mostly the Ramsey call and Chris Collinsworth was just saying, Oh, it looks like Ramsey fell down. It's like, yeah, you didn't think that could have yeah. possibly been, you know, offensive PI there. Well, Chris. When and I then saw your first it took text. three replays. Yeah. Like later for him to be like, Oh, it looks like he got, his, Oh, he's got the face. looks mask. like he got his, his head gets mask. turned around. Are yeah. you kidding me? And they wouldn't show the replay because it was that bad for like it was that two dangerous. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, and I gotta that be is why I didn't hate the challenge, the OPI or DPI, because you wouldn't get away at with the end of the game. Horrible. Mm-hmm. No. Or, oh, you mean in general NFL to rules. challenge them? Yeah, because they got rid of it this year. Like they did yeah. it for the trial year. I think that needs maybe it needs to come back only for the playoffs. Yeah. Because you that's a seven point swing in the biggest game of the year. That's crazy. Yeah, especially to open the half and in. Yep. in and so. since he since he could have used one when they got down to the goal line, granted they yeah. had like two other penalties that were legit, but yeah, exactly, yeah, I, I, and be, and maybe this is just me being, I don't know, picky. It didn't feel like the two best teams were playing, like the Rams. I mean, the Bengals to me like great story, but they didn't have a, a ton of juice really. The Rams looked like they could do what they wanted in the first half. Um, but yeah, it was just it was a weird, weird Super Bowl. But yeah, congrats to the Rams. Yeah, and it being in LA, like you, th- I feel like it wasn't as rowdy as you'd expect. At least no. it didn't come through the TV that way. No, no, especially and that not just for says like, all you need to know about LA. About LA, exactly. It's LA in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right. Well. On to the dad joke, I think. I don't I don't think I have anything left in the tank. I got a good one for you. I'll empty the tank with the dad joke. Why are fish so smart? 
fish so smart? Why are fish so smart? I got nothing on this one. Because they live in schools. <laughs> Another one yeah. of those. That's good. That's Afterwards, good. Afterwards, you're like, mother. So I'll walk you through my brain process there. Okay. I was what thinking. Came, what, yeah. What was the first word that you're like thinking you're trying to connect? Well, first I'm thinking fish, fish. What to do with fish? Yeah. Okay. And then it was like seafood. I'm like, but. <laughs> seafood? And that because like sea food they're two separate okay things. so you're, you're like i'm trying words. to break like, gotta be up something. words and then i like i would have never yeah. got school out of that because that's just too far removed that makes for sense me. that makes sense I, I i think you were on the right track i liked what you were trying to do with the play on words that's usually what it is I'll give that's you that. usually what i try to do i i learned my lesson on 230 that yes you did that's true that's true anything else before we get the quote of the week here to wrap it up I don't think so. I think we covered as much as we need to. Take us away with the with the quote. Okay. This one comes from Modern Love. If you've seen the TV show on, I don't know what it's on, to be honest. Is it on Amazon Prime? I think it's on Amazon Prime. I Good show. If you haven't seen I, the first episode, watch it. I you'll know. like it. So the quote begins. It turns out it only takes one best friend who you trust dearly to change your life. That's it. That's the quote. With that said, Pat from last year, play us out. What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew.